once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Now, Matt, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com, and you can be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Matt, um, I know you had to be on this because for for this for the reasons we'll explain in about a couple of seconds. But we also wanted to introduce Horizon Boy just for this occasion as well. Thanks again for having me on. I'm so so thankful to participate in this week's episode. Absolutely. Uh, Horizon Boy, of course, you can find at uh, Horizon Boy underscore HB on Twitter. One of these days, I'm going to get everybody's down in, uh, everybody's Twitter account down, so bear yeah, with and me. And one of us will change it just to mess with you. I know. You, that's, you would do that. Um, it would be me, too, let's be honest. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of you, Matt. Um, yes, this episode. This, is, this, this episode is my wheelhouse. This definitely is your wheelhouse. So um, for all those of you who have not been on HorizonRoundTable.com in the last week, and you should go there right now, um, Matt wrote an article uh, basically summarizing all of the all of the moves that Oakland did, uh, finished in the offseason. Um, pretty significant. Uh, they had Matt a pretty very, good offseason. They had a very good offseason. So I, I guess it would be appropriate to kind of talk to Greg Campy about that um, this episode. We haven't had him on in a while, so I felt this was a good idea. Um, you definitely felt this was a good idea. So um, coming Let's up, be honest, very- everybody thinks it's a good idea. Who it doesn't is- want to just talk to Greg Campy? What a great person to just talk to. Whatever you got, like he's, he's going to entertain at, at a minimum. But there's more. <laughs> I see um, what you did there. But there's more. Yes. In addition to Greg Campy, we are also going to be a um, little later on talking to uh, Jalen Moore as well. Um, so I know he's got some uh, I know he is excited for the season. I, I know he's got a couple of other things going on um, outside of uh, outside of the uh, outside the court, too. So we want to talk to him about that. So, well, and Bob, let's let's make sure we mention before we get into that, why Horizon Boy is joining us for, for this. Like why? Why? Especially on this episode. Yes, see, the, see, Horizon Boy is going to be, uh, it's go- basically going to be Horizon Boy and Matt asking the questions. You're going to hear very little out of me, at least um, during the Greg Campy segment of this podcast. It's going to be the best um, interview we've ever done on the show. More right than there. likely, yes. Most, yes, yeah, more than likely, absolutely. So, well, Horizon, so I know he, you were looking forward to it, Horizon Boy, so. Of course, this is not a league where I pick favorites, but. You know that uh, Horizon Boy is a, a big fan of Greg Campy, so excited for the opportunity. Well, and Greg Campy has picked favorites. He said that Horizon Boy is his favorite, so like it would be silly to yeah. not deliver Absolutely. Horizon Boy. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So I mean, I felt we we felt it. We felt compelled to, to bring the two forces together, and here we are. All right. So without any further ado, let's get on. Uh, let's get on with the interview with Greg Campy here, and uh, we'll, we're going to have some fun here, folks. All right, so we are here with uh, Oakland coach Greg Campy. Uh, Greg, as always, great to have you back on the podcast. Well, I'm happy to, to be on it. and want to let you guys, all you guys that do this, know how appreciative I think people are that, you know, you care so much about the league and about your programs and that, that, that uh, you take the time to do this. And I know a bunch of our fans listen to it, so I, I, I applaud you for what you do. I appreciate it. 
So, uh, Matt, um, without any further ado. Oh, man. So you're going to start off with me. Um, Greg, like you said, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been, what, I think about two years since we had you on. So I, every, everyone loves a good Greg Campy conversation. Three, We're definitely three. looking forward to this. It's been three years. Um, so I got to start, you know, we got to recap just a little bit. Uh, start with last year. Um, uh, you had some really big wins early. You had the OK State win. Um, by the end of the year, the team had kind of faltered. Uh, you know, looking back, what, what caused that, that the end of that season to kind of go the way it did? Well, I, I think there's one simple explanation for it. When when you really look deep into it, it was on the last play of regulation at Northern Kentucky when Jalen Moore got knocked to the ground on his wrist. You know, we were 9-1 and one in the league, and I don't know what the whole overall number was, 18-4 and four or 5 or something like that. And, you know, we, we were a really, really good basketball team, but Jalen's a really good player. And I didn't have a backup point guard. And Jalen made the decision to play through the pain and everything. We lost six of, from that moment on, we lost six of the 10 games we played. And the key to the whole thing was that, you know, we, we came home and had finished the season with five home games. And we lost three of them. And it took us out of a home court advantage in the playoffs. And that's where you get screwed because if you look at it since they've gone to this format, the only team that's advanced to Indianapolis or Detroit in this format is the Milwaukee team that came back from 25 points down in the, you know, the, one of the freak games ever played in the Horizon League tournament. Now, other than that, every home team in the quarterfinals has won. And, you know, we put ourselves in a position that we had to go to Wright State, who probably all along was the best team in the league. Um, you know, once they fought through their demons early in the year and that, I think they were the best team in the league. We had to go there in the in the quarterfinals, and that's been, a, you know, we haven't won there since Kay Felder was on our team. Um, and, you know, so we put ourselves in a real bad situation despite Jalen Moore's injury. And, and the significance of that injury, I mean, I don't, you can lay it as an excuse or not, but you asked me what I think went wrong. And I mean, he couldn't make a free throw. He couldn't really shoot the ball. He kept shooting, you know, which he and I had discussions about, but he, you know, he just, and then at, when the season was over, he was casted for six or eight weeks and, you know, he was in a, I mean, he was, he was really injured. He could have very easily not played any of those last 10 games. Um, and we probably, if he hadn't, we probably wouldn't have won any of them, but our lack of depth, you know, uh, um, I think was our biggest weakness last year. But again, I don't think there's any team in our conference in the mid-major level since I've been doing this for a long time that could lose a superstar player, um, mid-season and survive. I mean, go back to the Valpo teams with Peters when Peters got hurt. They went from the best team in the league to getting beat in the first round of the tournament. And I just think at our level, when you're, when you have a really, really good player and they get injured, I think it's hard to overcome. And, and, you know, that's my excuse. I'm buying it. I'm sure a lot of fans won't, but you asked me a question. So I'd like to give you an honest opinion. So that's what I think. Greg, that's why we have you on. We know we're going to get your honest opinion and that's what we want to hear on the, we expect nothing less. So kind of going off that, it's like, you're looking at my notes. Um, 
with Jalen Moore, speaking of him, um, what was the situation in getting Jalen Moore back for another year as opposed to him transferring somewhere, going pro? You know, we're going to talk about the transfer portal with a lot of your players, with, you know, that comes up a bunch. But right. uh, with Jalen, it kind of looked like he had put out a message that seemed like he was done, and then all of a sudden he was back. Can you walk us through what that situation was for you too? Well, I I called him when that message went out, and, and I said, you know, because he and he and I had had the conversation and at no point did he ever even express that he may not play his last year. And his, he told me when that went out, when I called him on it, he said, Oh, I just thanking everybody. You know, I appreciate everybody supporting that. And I said, well, you better think about it. And if you are honestly staying, you need to say something because people are running all over with this. And uh, I said, that's up to you. If you want them to think that that's fine. But, I said, from a recruiting standpoint, you know, you want me to get some good players to help you. Um, you coming back is probably an important piece of that. And so a couple of days later, he put out something that, you know, he wasn't leaving, he's staying. And, and uh, you know, the social media thing, I think, I mean, it's a very, very big, important piece of this. I think, you know, everybody that's on this right now, I mean, I know Horizon Boy because of social media. I mean, I wouldn't even know who that was if it wasn't for that. So I think we're all learning as social media grows and the importance of recruiting and just in kids' lives. Um, we're all learning how to deal with it. I mean, you know, when the transfer portal first started, you know, I was horrified about the transfer portal. It cost us, you know, it cost us two years of being at the top of the league. I mean, we had, we, we, when that hit us that year, we dropped and then we had to fight to get back up there. And so embracing social media and understanding it, I think is the way to go. And so that was my conversation with Jalen. And obviously we, we had quite a recruiting haul. So I think a lot of that had to do with Jalen coming back. Thanks coach. This is horizon boy. Uh, expanding off of that, have you had to change your coaching approach or the way you mentor players in the transfer portal area? I would say yes. Um, but not, I mean, that's a tough question to answer because when it first happened, we got hit hard. Okay. Um, and, and the lateness of it is what hurt us more than no losing those two kids really hurt us, uh, Cumberland and, and Norris. Um, but the lateness of that, we couldn't replace them. Now we understand the portal. And so we're, we're understanding right now that every year we don't know who we're going to have back. And so we're recruiting to that right now. I've got one, two scholarships available next year or one or two. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we're recruiting like we have nine because we don't know. I mean, losing Micah Parrish, I mean, that three years ago would have hurt us now. You know, oh, okay, he's going, well, well and we got to go get somebody just as good. And so the way we think about it has changed. As far as coaching them, yeah, I think it's more than just social media. And then I think coaching kids today is a completely different animal than it was even five, six years ago. And so what I'm doing is I'm trying to, you know, juggle the way kids, the, so a young man comes to my program, even if he's been screamed and yelled at by his high school coach, even if they tell you a coach, we're coming because we want hard love and we know that's what you give and all that. 
you know, you still have to juggle, okay, well, he's been the superstar his whole life, so has he ever really been gotten after and, and, and faced hard love? And you've got to come up with, you know, uh, a way to get through to someone like that. But the biggest change I'm making is we're, we have things now that we're calling non-negotiable, okay? The non-negotiables, and this is, okay, here's our offense. Here are three non-negotiables. There's going to, you're going to share the ball, you're going to space, and you're going to sprint. The rest of it, if you want to talk me into shooting that shot, and you can, you know, because they all want to, they all want the answer now. They don't, you know, in the old days, you'd say, I want you to jump here, and they would say, how high? Now it's, well, why do you want me to jump? You know, well, I, no coach has ever told me this before. Why, you know, so there's this explanation part of coaching today that there wasn't there five, 10, 20 years ago. So my way around it now is non-negotiables. And I'll give you an example how that's changed. Many years ago, every Oakland player wore the exact same shoes, the exact same socks. And that was, that's how we do things at Oakland. Well, Steph Curry is scoring 40 points a game in the NBA finals wearing purple shoes, right? So that's what these kids grow up and see. So why is Greg Campy going to have a rule that we all got to wear the same shoes? In reality, does that, you know, sure. In the old days, people would say, well, he's undisciplined because he's got different shoes than somebody else, or they're not really a team. Well, nobody looks at it that way anymore. So I've changed in that it used to be, you have to wear everybody the same shoe. Then I changed it to, okay, you can, you can wear different shoes, but they all have to be black and gold or white, black, or gold. They can't be sure. And we would never allow red on a shoe. There's no red, anything that came close to a Detroit color had no chance of being worn. All right. They couldn't wear a red. If I saw a guy walk into the arena in a red shirt, I would tell him to get out. Um, so now this coming year, I told him, you know what, guys, as long as it's got a swoosh on it, because we're in Nike school, we're contracted to wear Nikes. As long as it has a swoosh on it, I don't care. You can wear purple. You can wear any color you want to wear. And so that's, those, that's an example of how I'm changing on what's important to me and what isn't. There'll be non-negotiables. For example, they were given, for the summer, they were given one non-negotiable. You can't be late to anything. And if you are, you, you can't come. So the first practice we had, the first meeting we had, we had a freshman late. Dordgett was shut. He wasn't allowed in. The first practice we had, uh, we had a, a, a classroom session before the practice to explain our offense and show film from last year and that. And we had a player show up 45 seconds late for that. The door shut. He was told to leave. We went up to practice. He was sitting in the gym. I said, nope, you have to leave. You can't be here. Now, everybody on the team knows that's a non-negotiable, but that's the only one I gave them. There used to be 50 of them. Now it's just the one. So that's a real long answer, but I, I want people to understand, yes, I'm changing. Yes, coaches are changing because we have to, but we can't change our core values. But speaking of those stylistic changes that you might see on the court next year for for the Grizzlies, you've been showing off a host of new, very fashionable golf attire. Are you able to reveal your shopping source on that, on those golf shirts? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't pronounce. It's some company with very loud clothing that I 
they they send me stuff all the time and stuff like that. So um, that that's probably a little bit over the top. Yeah, I, I I'm getting a lot of slack about those calls. So I, I may have to dial that down a little bit. Uh, my personal opinion would would be against dialing it down. <laughs> Coach, I, I don't know. Um, I think one of those shirts, I almost fell into the multiverse of madness when I saw it, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a different yeah. opinion on I, I didn't hear that. Say it again. I have a little differing opinion than Horizon Boy on that. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm, a little, I'm a little concerned about shirts that might take me to another dimension. Yeah. You can well, put you me down for a, to, for a go for it. Live your best life there, Greg. All right. Um, Two to so one majority you, rules. <laughs> uh, a lot of talk about the portal, um, and in the past, and including this season, a lot of talk about you have to win the portal. That's something that's been well discussed. Um, you have to feel you won the portal this year, adding Bowman, Hervey, and Rocket, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's. A, I, I think that the 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 year we the year of uh, Cumberland and Norse and Beck and all that, we got crushed in the portal. The following year, I think, was kind of a wash. Last year, or the year before, with Jamal, you know, if you would have told me I'll trade you Jamal Kane and you give me Oladapo and uh, Rashad, I would have made the trade. And it obviously, it was a good trade for us. And so that's really, as you look at it, that's kind of what it is now. You're trading, right? You're trading players. I'm getting a player from this this franchise and my franchise is losing this player. So, so we lost Micah Parrish is the only significant player that, you know, there may be some, you know, young prospects that we lost in that terminology, but we traded Micah Parrish for Rocket Watts, Lauren Bowman and Keaton Hervey. And I mean, that's a win for us. And I believe now, did I want to lose Micah Parrish? Hell no. I would have, if, if he'd have stayed, you know, we probably wouldn't have brought Keaton here if he'd have stayed. You know, we wouldn't have the scholarship to bring him in. Plus, why would we bring in this, the same player? I mean, Keaton and Mike have played the same position. They're the same similar player. So, but we did lose Micah. It's, it's not, you know, I didn't go out there and trade him. He We lost him to free agency. So we got a different free agent. And yeah, we, I think we smashed the portal, but I think there's a bunch of teams in this league that did. I think we're all starting to figure it out a little bit now. I mean, I think Youngstown smashed it. I think Robert Moore smashed it. I haven't seen the kid Cleveland State got, but I've heard he's very good. Um, so, uh, you know, I think there was, there was the, the Horizon League went portaling, and I think we did a good job in this league. So taking your uh, your smashing of the uh, of the portal this year, and I and I personally agree, although I haven't had a chance to get in yet and see anything with my own eyes, but just looking at you know what who you brought in and everything, I would have to agree. Uh, what are you seeing from your team um, early in practices? Like, what are you hoping to get out of the team? You know, for July and August, what's the focus right now? And my last part of this is is the zone defense going to be around again, or have you lost that with the uh, the personnel you have? No, I, I think you know we've put we're we're questioning that too. Um, we're questioning is that the right defense with this group of kids uh and we've put that in and it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be i like it i do i'm it's too early for me to give you that answer okay we're going to exclusively play it but i do think we have to 
we have to pick up tempo. And one of the things that zone does is slow tempo down. And you're going to see the old Oakland team. Remember when Oakland would win championships and go to NCAA tournaments and everybody said they don't play any defense. You know, that, that, that all they do is score, all they do is shoot, and we'd win games 120 to 195 to 85 and things like that. And that was great when we won, but when we lost, oh, and, oh they don't play any defense. They, they don't coach defense, you know. Um, that's what you're going to see from Oakland, that we've got that personnel again. That's how I like to play. That's where Oakland's had its greatest success in that style of play. And you're going to see that again with this team. I think right now, if if we had to play tonight, I have seven guys that I would go to war with. I have three guys I'm not sure yet, but I think we could be nine, ten deep so that we can play that style. Um, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get up and down the floor. And the reason we're gonna do that is because we're not very good in in the post. Uh, you know, we 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 don't have anyone in there right now that I'm convinced could be uh you know all league level player or uh a really really contributor on a championship team i've got three guys that i hope will become that but as of today i can't sit here and tell you that I, and i told the team this the other day so i'm not you know this is i'm not the type of guy that would go around saying stuff that i don't believe and so we're a team that's going to get up and down the floor we're going to shoot it we're going to play fast. We're going to try and score a hundred points every time we play. And I'm not sure the zone fits that because the zone slows offenses down. And, uh, but we don't have a lot of big guys that can guard big guys. So we may have to play it because, you know, if, uh, what was the big kid? Basili, if Basili was still in the league, I have no idea how we would guard him. You know, because we don't really have a guy that can do that. The, the one area that we fell short in the portal and in recruiting was we really tried to get a rim protector, you know, de- defensive rebounding machine, and we didn't do that. We we failed in that area. How glad were you to see Basili in the portal? You be honest with us. No one's listening right now. Just just us. How glad were you to see that? <laughs> I'm never glad to see a kid leave our league or, uh, you know, an opponent, um, you know, I mean, in a way you want to sit there and go, well, we had that happen to us and we know how it crushed us and that, but at the same token, you don't want that in your league. I want to beat, I want to beat right state with him. I, I wanted, uh, the other kid back. I want to, I want to go and compete against the best. And I'm, you know, at, at my stage of the coaching career, all it is is about competition and about our kids getting rewarded. It isn't about me. I mean, where am I going? What am I going to do? There's there's nothing really left for me to to achieve or strive. It's all about this group of kids and how can I get them a ring? And how can this group of kids achieve? And And that's what motivates me and keeps me going. So you know, you, you want to play against the best. You want the league to be good. I'm so tired of hearing people say, ah, oh, the Horizon League sucks, the Horizon League this, the, we, we got to get out of this league. We got, And those people are, are wrong. I mean, the Horizon League's a really good league. That Wright State team, they got, it was a bad seed for them uh, because they struggled early in the year and that, but by the end of the year, that, that team, 
you know, could have, could compete with 12 seeds and 13 seeds. I mean, we beat Vermont, who was a 13 seed. We beat Toledo would have been a 12 seed if they had made it to the NCAA tournament. We beat them by 20. So our league, the top of our league is good. We just, we just have not had the success in postseason. And this is a postseason world. Fans, the internet, everybody cares about the postseason. And so because the Horizon League hasn't won, you know, gone to a Sweet 16 or that in a decade, oh, your league sucks. And I hate hearing that. I hate everything about that. I hate the fans that say that. I hate all that stuff. I want our league to be considered great. And so, again, another long answer to your question. I, I wish Basili was still in the league. Now, part of that comes into how you schedule your, your non-conference play, obviously. But you've got an interesting schedule, one scheduled for December 6th uh, on your trip to Syracuse, which will be the matchup between the longest-tenured coach in college basketball and yourself, the second uh longest tenured. And I got to ask, was that somewhat on purpose? Well, when I called him, um, <laughs> when I called him, you know, I, I, he and I are pretty good friends. And when I called him, I said, uh, Hey, you know, you got any games? I need a game. I need, I need money. What can you pay me? You know? And he goes, I think we do need a game. But he goes, I don't know. And I go, yeah, but we got to make it to, you know, another case gone. We got to make it to top two guys against each other. He kind of chuckled about it, and uh, and we got it done. And then about a week ago, I I sent him a text because his son is with the Pistons, and I you know I sent him a text congratulating him how well he's playing, but he's playing with the Pistons summer league and all that. And he sent me back. He said something like, "How's your health?" And I was kind of taken back by, "Oh yeah, it's great," because I had a hip replacement. I go, "It's great," and he goes, "Well, if you stay healthy, you might be able to pass me, but I doubt it." So. You know, I mean, we joke about it. Now, of course, if you showed up to practice not late, and this is a hard-hitting question here, if you were to show up and shoot 100 free throws in the gym, how many do you think you'd make tomorrow? How many would I make? Yeah. Um, you know, if you sit and shoot 100, um you can get in a rhythm and make a bunch. I probably would make 65 to 70. All right. But if you made me shoot one at a shoot, walk down to the other end and shoot one and keep, keep doing that. I'm probably 10. I would think, you know, (laughs) that's not something I do much of anymore. And I never was a good free throw shooter. So it's not something I would, damn, you know, it's not like riding a bike. I mean, I, I would fall off that bike. And, and you said earlier you're still looking for your paint presence on this next roster. But if you had to select one uh, member of your team next year that would be the best Jeopardy contestant, who would it be? We have a young man, uh, and I don't know if he's going to stay with us. Um, he's uh, he, he's a walk-on that came from overseas, and he might be the smartest young man I've ever been around. And he's been he's been given a full academic scholarship at a very good school, and he's trying to weigh on being a walk on at Oakland or or go there. Um, but I think Semi would probably win a lot of money on Jeopardy. He's he's might be the smartest eighteen year old kid I've ever been around. So I'd have to go with him. 
smart and he's seven feet tall. So, you know, that's a, it's a good combination usually in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's never played basketball until like a year ago. So it's, it's very raw and the summer's been tough on him, you know? So I, I don't know. I think he's realizing that it's probably him playing basketball versus a career in the business world. And in that, so I don't know what he's going to do or he's going to make a decision in the next couple of weeks, but right now he's practicing with us and I love the kid. He's an unbelievable young man. So uh, talking more, a little bit more about your roster. Um, the one thing that I noticed, you know, and you're a very guard heavy uh, team often, um, but you also don't always have the most depth. You don't play a lot of players, especially come, you know, conference time, you're usually down to about eight, maybe nine. Um, do you feel that you're going to have enough minutes to go around for everyone, um, especially in that backcourt, you know, where you've got more, you've got Bowman, you've got Rocket, you've got O.C. Price, you've got Lampman. Um, then you have Gibson coming off the redshirt year and maybe even, uh, uh, was it Capriati from Arizona? Like, do you have the mm-hmm. minutes, do you think? Mm-hmm. Gibson left, so he did go in the portal. So. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean Gibson. Um, Sherman. I had the wrong, wrong Sherman, name. Sherman, yes. Sorry. Yes, Darius is back. Yes. Yes. So. Um, no, if you look at our teams, you know, the greatest teams I've ever had over the years, I mean, that, the the teams that went to the NCAA tournament, won championships and did all those things. We, we've always had seven or eight really good players and it's easy to play really good players. It's, it's hard to play players that, you know, might bring your team level of talent down. And so would you play at a high speed, you know, that like the Keith Benson era, those teams, we averaged 85, 87 points a game. Um, those it's easy to play a lot of players there. And it's easy for those guys that are playing. If you're playing that fast to want to come out for a little bit, when you played at the pace we've played the last couple of years, nobody wants to come out because, you know, we walk the ball to the floor. We get in that zone. We, we make teams hold the ball and it takes them a long time to get a shot. And, I think last year we played in the mid sixties possession wise, our best teams played 80 to 85 possessions. So that will not be a problem finding people minutes. And yes, we're going to play at that pace. And I do have the perimeter to do that. Um, There's no question. We have the perimeter get after you and, and, you know, get the ball up and down the court. I mean, our, on our offense, we want the ball to go from one end to the other end in less than three seconds. And we want to play it. You know, we want to be, you know, they've got all these analytic stats. Now we want to be in the top 5% in the country and, and getting shots at the beginning of a shot clock and things like that. And that is going to be, if we can play that way, because we have lots of players on the perimeter, that will be a huge advantage for us. If teams can slow us down and we can't wear them out, and they can play from the basket at the basket against us, then we're going to be in trouble. You know, if they can throw it in there and because eventually we're going to foul because there's going to be bigger than we, I mean, we're, if we played tonight, we would start no one over six, six. So. All right. And the last one I have for you, time. last one I have yeah. for you on this, uh, changing subjects just a little bit. Um, it's pretty well known that you uh, often enjoy the game of poker. You have some local games going uh, about a week ago. <laughs> A lot of us were following Paul Oren, uh, f- formerly uh, covering Valpo. Uh, I think he's doing his own thing, kind of independent, but still in that area, who went on a World Series of Poker run, which was incredible to watch. Um, seems like a good dude. I've, I've met him a couple times in passing. It was a lot of fun to watch. I just need to know, is he like, does he lose the invitation to your to your game now for, for doing that? Or is it like having a celebrity now? Where does that fall? No. 
No, uh, you know, Paul and I are good friends uh, from the back in the Valpo days. And I, you know, we, I was texting him during it and he actually, when he got beat, we had a pretty good conversation afterwards. And he said, if he had made it through one more day, he was going to ask me to fly out there and, uh, you know, just not coach him on how to play the game, but just help him with the, the in, in, in and outs of, you know, competing and when you're exhausted and, and, you know, the mental toughness of it. And I would have done that in a minute. I would have gone out there and helped him. So, uh, you know, he, he said there were two or three guys that he was going to just try and get involved. Because, you know, when you get in it, you start getting a fan base out there with you. And uh, so I would have done that. I, I was excited that, you know, that he was doing so well. But, yeah, when, when we take his money now in our games, we're, you know, we're just going to make fun of him. Taking that World Series of Poker money, I, l- I like that style. Yeah, now you know you have <laughs> he has money now because he did get uh, cash out there. So right. he has no well, excuse. He made, uh, he, he made nineteen thousand, uh, but he had a couple people help him. Uh, you know that he sold himself. You know, like a percentage of himself out there, sure. which a lot of those guys do. So I, I'm sure he took home a respectable amount of money that he can get in our poker game now. Well, that would have been an excellent trip, especially if he had gone out there when he was already in the money, and then it was just about whether he could take home some more. But when you're on the trip, when you're on the road uh, during the season, what conference opponent in the horizon has the best hotel? The best hotel? Uh, I like. There's there's a few places I really like. At Cleveland State, when we stay in the ninth, I like that. That hotel is awesome. LeBron used to have at the top of it our condos, and LeBron used to live there and. Uh, Brandon Weems, who used to coach with me and now is assistant general manager there, has a condo there. So I like that place a lot. Um, I like Milwaukee because it's downtown and you can walk around. And uh, any place that's close to a Portillo's, I'm going to like. So but yeah, if I'm I had sure, one place. I'm sure you'll miss, and, and I'll miss having you roll through uh, UIC for sure in, in future seasons uh, for those Portillo's yeah. runs and a nice staff in the Windy City. Um, yeah. What's, what's the best uh, field trip or, or team outing you've ever taken? Best team outing? Um, let's see. That's I, Maybe paintball. I, I'd never done that before until we did it as a team. The first time we did it, I think Felder did everything he could just to shoot me. I think he shot me like 30 times. That does, it hurts a little bit too, but it was that was a lot of fun. I thought that yeah, was that might cool. be his one excuse to uh, yeah take some of that <laughs> frustration out. You know, hey Greg, yeah. did you see what uh, John Kaufman did as a team outing just the other day? Is this something that you might buy into? Did you, did you happen to catch what he did? I did not. I didn't see it. Uh, the the men's basketball team and the women's basketball team did ballroom dancing together. They brought in brought in oh. somebody. Is that something you might consider with uh, you and you and Jeff Tongate? Get your teams together, uh. some ballroom dancing. I don't know. I took my team to get pedicures. So, I saw that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if we can get pedicures, I don't know why we couldn't ballroom dance. Uh, one of the things we're going to do this summer is I, uh, there's a guy that owns a boxing club and we're going to go down and, and do some kickboxing and just as a workout, because he's convinced me that it would be an unbelievable hand, hand and foot workout. So we're going to go down and try that this summer. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open to all kinds of things like that. 
I saw IUPUI as well was playing some wiffle ball in their practice gym, and Jonah Carrasco was out there at first base. It'll be good to see him back next year. But again, we're talking about uh, Portillo's. There's always a lot of hot dog talk on Twitter, but what would you say your favorite salad dressing is? My favorite salad dressing is probably a, a what was that guy, Paul Newman, the old actor, his his Caesar dressing is really good. I, oh, I yeah, like all that. profits to charity on the, on the Newman salad yeah. dressing. And, and then quickly, there's another one. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, if you have another salad dressing, I'd love to hear it. Garlic impressions. Check that one out. That one's really right. good. I'm a fan of garlic. But uh, could you quickly tell us about your – one of my favorite fun facts about Greg Campy is that he's the – record-breaking punt holder at Bowling Green State University at 77 yards. So could you quickly walk that, walk that through that and let us know kind of if you knew that it was the farthest off your foot in the air, if it was just a lucky bounce? Well, I had like a 400-mile-an-hour wind behind me, and it actually would have gone way farther than that because, uh, you know, it went through the end zone. So, uh, but... If you know much about Bowling Green, it's right out on the football stands, right out on Highway 75 as you go down through Ohio. And in the day I played, the stadium was not enclosed. So it was a wind tunnel. And if you could, the problem with it is usually when you had to wind at your back, the offense would score. But it just happened that day that they didn't, they didn't get the first down and I got a ball up in the wind and it went forever uh, it's, it's more the win than it was my ability for sure. That's it's a, it's a funny tale though. You don't have to tell everyone that it was the wind. I'm sure you had quite the leg, but I've got one well, the, final the, question for you, coach. And, and I ask for it every year and I keep my fingers crossed, but what are the odds we get a Christmas sweater sighting on the court this season? Well, I, you know, we played Michigan state last year, right before Christmas, the game before Christmas. And somebody, I was talking to Tom on the court and one of the, uh, Jennifer Hammond, maybe from Fox sports came up and said, no, you know, no Christmas sweater. And I looked at him, I said, well, I would have done it, but I don't think he would do it. And he said, well, you didn't ask me, I might do that. And I said, well, let's talk about it next year. So we'll see. And talk about the effect of social media. I think there could be a lot of social media driven to that and maybe a charitable, uh, Charitable access, but maybe would that be a higher chance than you wearing a suit on the court next next season? No, you'll never see me in a suit again. That that'll never happen. Uh, not now. Now that it's my old, the way I used to dress is now accepted with everyone. So I'm, I'll stay the way I am. But I, I will call Izzo. We play on the 21st of December this year. So I will. I, I had forgotten about that. I'm glad you brought it up. HB making things happen that are people are going to be talking about in the future. You can see those wheels turning on Greg right now. There yeah, you well, you need to tweet at me or something maybe the first week of December and just say, hey, that Michigan State game, are you going to wear the the uh, Christmas sweater? And then I'll call All him. All right, will do. But if it's yeah, there be some charitable initiative around it, I would definitely contribute or something. I, don't know, I know both of you have your respective charities. All right. Yeah. All right. 
All right. Um, uh, actually, Greg, before we go, last question I had. I know we've mentioned Portillo's a million times already. Do you have any sway to, see, to try to get a Portillo's at any Horizon Leagues, uh, at, at wherever Horizon League schools are? I'm in Northeast Ohio. We don't have one. I feel like I'm being deprived. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Um, you've got some really good places out there, too. I mean, that uh, – uh, the I'm trying to think of the name of it. I'm losing that where they, uh, the grilled cheese, all the, Oh, melt. Yeah. Melt. Yes. I mean, that, that is out of this world, but you get, I mean, they, they'll put about any sandwich ever made with grilled cheese on it. So yes, they will. Uh, yeah, I think, so I look forward to going to that when I'm in your, your part of the country. So, oh, and yeah. then in Pittsburgh, they've got the, the, you know, we don't get that, uh, you know, the, the sandwich with Monty the Brothers. fries on it and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice to go into one of those places, something different, and try the type of food that everybody eats in that area. All right. Well, uh, Greg, again, thank you very much for joining us. Um, obviously, we can find you at Campy OU on Twitter. Yeah, I'm there. That's, there's not a lot of substance to what I do, but I'm out there. All right. Well, thanks once again, and um, we look forward to seeing you this season. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good year. I, I, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but, boy, I, I think there's some really good teams. I think Youngstown's going to be the, a real surprise team. I think, you know, Northern Kentucky, if I had to, to vote today who you would should win it, I, you know, I like them. I like Wright State. I, I mean, there's, there's five or six teams that I think are really top 150 type teams in the country, so it should be a great year for the league. Yeah, that one through five is going to be massively competitive this year. I really, I think so. I agree with you. Yeah, and great year league in Detroit's never going to be boring with Antoine Davis coming back. True. Oh. And he's going to be chasing the all-time record. I mean, you, there's a lot of storylines for the league this year. So. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. We are, again, once again, looking forward to you and you on the sidelines next season. Well, you know, anytime you want me, I'll, I'll – do whatever you need and appreciate it again. Like I said at the beginning, what, what you guys are doing is great for our league. I, I love it. All right. Thank you very much, coach. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. So now, uh, Matt, uh, we are joined by uh, Oakland's point guard, um, Jalen Moore. Jalen, uh, really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, so first, uh, first question, obviously. Uh, first, uh, how is the wrist doing? How's everything? Uh, everything all good for uh, for getting ready for next year? Yes, sir. The wrist is feeling good. Uh, getting healthy, and yeah, I'm, I'm ready for next year. I can't wait. Awesome. And Jalen, we all we all know what a competitor you are. We've been watching you for a couple of years in the league. What was that? Can you just kind of walk us through the end of the year last year? We all know you were playing through an injury that you most of the time probably wouldn't have been playing through. What was that like for you, just as a competitor? Um, it was a struggle. I feel like I couldn't be myself. Um, I felt like I was just someone like, I feel like I couldn't, you know, give it my all, even though I was, I physically couldn't, um, you know, I was doing everything I could, but, uh, it just sucked that I couldn't, you know, really shoot the ball or really like pass the ball or handle the ball with my uh, left hand at, um, how I wanted to, but. It was uh, a struggle for sure, 
But um, you know, I got through it, and now we we're here where we're at today, and you know, we're healthy. So, all right, glad to hear that. Um, so going into this off season, coming off that injury, um, a lot of Oakland fans and myself included, we were kind of wondering, like, did you think about going pro? Was there thought about transferring anywhere else? You know, that's the the day and age that we're in, and especially where you're at. You know, we all a lot of us expected that maybe we we're looking at going the pro route. Did you have any of those thoughts this off season, or was it always coming back to Oakland and finishing what you started? Uh, it was definitely always going back to Oakland. Uh, my goal was um bring a championship to Oakland, and you know that goal wasn't met. So uh, you know, for me, it's, you know, run it back and um you know finish that goal. And then, actually, um, I wanted to ask I, I wanted to ask about the upcoming uh, upcoming season. Obviously. Oakland has gotten a lot of new different players. You know, they've got, uh, you know, Lauren Bowman, Rocket Watts, Keaton Hervey on top of, you know, or, you know, uh, Trey Townsend, who's coming back. And then, you know, have, you know, what, what kind of, as you've been interacting with the new, uh, the folks that are coming in, um, how do you compare that to last year when you were, uh, you know, when you were surrounded by uh, obviously a, a pro level talent such as Jamal Kane? Um, this year, I would say, um, no, I would say it's pretty much the same. You know, Jamal King was a great kid, a great person, and a great personality. And, you know, I would say the same thing about, um, you know, all the people coming in this year. I think everybody, um, has done a great job of connecting together, has done a great job of, you know, just being there for each other. And, um, you know, I think uh, everybody's been great. Are you uh, all starting to build chemistry, would you say? Are you starting to feel good about this team coming together, you know, learning what it's like to play with Rocket, with with Lauren, with with uh, Keaton, Harvey, Hervey, all those things, those pieces? Yeah, I think everything's coming together. I think everybody's um, flowing on the court together. And, um, you know, I think we're going to be a very dangerous team this year. Now, I know one of the things um, you have prided yourself on since you since coming to Oakland is your your ability to pass and really work to be not just one of the best point guards in the Horizon League but one of the point, best point guards in the country. Um, what are your goals, especially when uh, when you look at you know your work at the point? What are your goals, you know, in the, as a as a point guard this year? You know, I'm going definitely win the Horizon League. Um, this is an time. I feel like the dog didn't do it. The tournament. Uh, individual goal I have is I want to win player of the year. Um, I feel like I'm the best player in the conference. I feel like I'm one of the best point guards in the country. And, you know, this year it's all about staying healthy, getting healthy, and um, going out there and proving it. I know everyone's looking forward to, to watching that. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, with looking in the conference, you know, Antoine's going to be trying to push for that. So everyone's going to enjoy watching that competition between you, you guys. And I know that, you know, seems to be a good friendship there, at least a respectful one there. So that's a lot of fun to see on the court. Uh, can we jump real quick? Um, you know, another thing that we don't get to ask players about too often is um, the NIL. And uh, we've seen that you've you've got some stuff out there. You've got your brand. Uh, can you just kind of run us through a little bit what that's like for you as a player um, in this day and age? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I have my own brand. I have my own website. Um, I feel like I have a lot of stuff going on 
NILs, um, you know, it's it's definitely different because um, first two, three years in college, you know, you couldn't get paid and nothing like that. So I think it's pretty cool me having my own brand because I always wanted my own brand. Um, but to see it come to life and to see it starting to take off and have have the success that it's having is, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, like I said, as a kid, I always want to have my own brand. I've always I'm in high school, drew some logos because I knew one day that I would be big and make it big in basketball. So it's pretty cool to see it all come to life. And Jason, what is that uh, website? What is that brand? Let's let's plug you here real quick. Absolutely. Um, so the website is called jaylamore.shop. Um, you know, it's my logo. It's a JM logo. But if you, if you look deep into the logo, if you look to the side of the logo from the angle, you'll see a 34 connected. So I think it's a pretty cool design and a pretty cool idea that um, I came out with in high school and, you know, it all came to life now. Nice. All right, so go get that gear. Everyone's listening. Um, I'm glad you mentioned your high school um, and uh, specifically the city of of Cloverdale, Indiana. Um, I know uh, kind of segueing into from the from the NIL stuff. Um, you've hosted your uh, basketball camp the last two years, um, and I also wanted to ask you about uh, the uh, August 9th event you have coming up. That fill the bus, uh, that fill the bus event you have on August 9th. Uh, tell us a little. Tell us a little bit about how that came together, and um, also tell me about. Uh, tell us about kind of the, uh, you know, the the. You know how you feel about you obviously have a great affinity for your hometown um how do you feel how does it feel about you know giving back in this way yeah um so august 9th i'm doing a back to school giveaway it's for all the high school students over 350 kids they'll all be getting um a backpack with my logo on it all the kids will will be getting school supplies in the backpacks They'll all be getting like a um, couple notebooks, a couple folders, pencils, pens, highlighters, scissors, um, you know, anything that is important to the to the students, you know, in school they'll be getting. Um, so I think it's a pretty cool thing that I'm doing. Uh, you know, I have I have some people that are helping me out with that. John Lee from KLNA and um, Coach Rob Murphy out of the Rob Murphy Foundation. To help funding that so yeah so it was it was my idea i've always wanted to give back to the community other than the basketball camp um you know i've been thinking about what's a good thing to do for the community um and i realized the importance of, you know of school work growing up throughout my uh, basketball career i realized how important it is to you know be in the books and you know uh, stay in the classroom and get educated and you know so um, you know, it all came to life, and um, I can't wait to give back to the community. And I think it's going to be a, a great thing to do. All right. You know, and I know that uh, there's always been a lot of comparisons between uh, you and Kay Felder. I know that you guys seem to have a pretty good friendship, too, on and off the court. So that's really cool because I know that that's something he's done, too. So I, I'm sure there's some uh, communication there about things that he's he's done here in Detroit. So you can take that back to uh, to Indiana for yourself and, and, and all those people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Well, Jalen, thank you once again for joining us. Um, everybody can find you. Uh, let's see here. 
uh, where I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up. Um, what's your Twitter address? I can never I I think it's little at underscore more thirty four at on Twitter. Um, yeah, one second on Twitter, and my name is little underscore J more thirty four. I forgot the J. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did. So little underscore J more thirty four on Twitter. Um, and his all of his uh. All of his uh, gear is available at jalenmore.shop. So, so Jalen, um, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you during the season, and and definitely good luck to you in this upcoming year. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, Jalen. Yep, no problem. And that's gonna do it. Um, man, we got a lot done today. It's <laughs> a good episode. It really was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, thank Thanks once again to Greg Canfey for joining us. Uh, and definitely thanks to uh, Jalen Moore for, for joining us as well. Uh, I, I know I we say, mentioned. I, I freaking love when athletes join us, even for a couple minutes. Like, athletes, if you're listening, I know some of you listen and you pretend you don't or you don't want people to know you're, I know you're listening. Like, it's okay. Let us, you know, we'll set it up with, with your, your school's SID or whatever. Like, come talk to us. We're not you scary. You know, it's funny, really, because he's the only actually the only one we don't have. I think this is only the second time we've had athletes on. The other one was the bonus episode with uh, IUPUI's Iron Six, which, by the way, there's only one of those guys left. Everybody else transferred. But yes, absolutely. We'll uh, we we definitely want to do that a little later on. But again, thanks to Jalen Moore for for coming on. Uh, Jalen Moore dot shop is is uh, is his website. You want to go, you know. Grabs him his gear. He's got and he's got information about uh, the stuff we talked about uh, on the podcast, specifically the fill the bus event here on the uh, in August. So, um, but that's really going to do it for us. Uh, as always, horizonroundtable.com. You can pull us up for uh, any episodes you missed. There they are. But also read Matt's article about basically everything we just talked about today. Boy, um, did I look smart. You definitely did. So horizonroundtable.com um, and definitely can pull us up uh, wherever podcasts are found and you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next time. Um, we've got some things in the works. Don't want to jinx it, but until then, uh, so you definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, until then, thank you all for listening.